Boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas in a Pod. As uh, I was going to say, as usual, but as regular recently, one P on a pod plus myself, Sandip. Phil H, how are you doing, my brother? I'm doing smashing. Summer is going well. Mm. Didn't quite come home, but what a month! What a month that team gave us. Couldn't have really got any better, could it? Yeah, let's start with that. Let's. Start, I want to talk about the, the the tournament like as a whole. Like, yeah. You know, how how did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Like, uh, I mean, like I enjoyed all of the end results, I suppose. But watching right. it was like very tense, wasn't it? Like mm. beating Croatia one 0 drawing with Scotland, um, and then winning was it one 0 again, wasn't it against Czech Republic? I mean, I went to the Germany game. So, like, that was just unbelievable, winning 2-0 there. Yeah, that quiet. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't it... see none of the, that going on in the group. Where was the pictures and the videos? I didn't see nothing. Literally, literally put it in the... I literally put something in the group chat. Did you? I went to the Germany game and the Denmark game. How were they? Like, party atmosphere. Mm. It was, like, mental. You've never seen, like, just so many people just happy to be at a football match. It was, like, really, like... It was it was actually really unified. Like the team did bring a whole country together. Mm. And like when we got through, I mean, I think I just sat down at the final whistle. I couldn't believe it. I was like, we're going to a final. <laughs> and I've said to everyone, like my whole life, I've just said, like, you can never want to win a tournament. I mean, you can always want it, but you can mm. never go, oh, we better win this tournament ever. The most you can wish for. Is a final. Realistically, is a final. Yeah. That's a, that's the most you can wish for. Whatever happens after that is God's like, plan. You either win or you like, yeah, it's just God's plan. Yeah. Uh, so I was just so gassed to go to the final and stuff like that. And I uh, think all the lads did us proud. The manager did us proud. But we've gone from semi final to a final. Uh, and we got knocked out by Iceland in mm. the last Euros as well. I can't even remember what happened in the World Cup before in 2014. Sure, it wasn't great. Yeah. But, you know, like, I just love watching this team. And actually watching them is, I got more out of watching them live than I did out of watching them on TV. The way they're set up, like, they're just so dedicated. And you can tell they all get on really well. There is, like, six or eight years left in this core squad. And more than that, you've got to think of the people that didn't go, like Trent Alexander, Greenwood. These players were injured, and even then, our bench was absolutely stacked. Mm. I'm just, I'm actually excited for them to play again in qualifiers, which is random because every other year, I always thought it just got in the way of the Premier League. I'd rather watch England play yeah. next month than the Premier League. And that's not because Arsenal got beat 2 1 at Hibs. Nothing <laughs> to do with that. Oh, was it 2 1? All right, go on. I thought it was 2 0. So cool. No, on. bro, we done them back, didn't we? Wasn't going to just walk out there and back. We pegged them yeah. back. The Scottish. Wasn't going to have that, was we? Yeah. <laughs> we just let them win in their own manner because they're nice like that. Oh, do you know what? When I saw the score, I was like, ah, oh, we've only played a youth team. Mm. played. Started. <laughs> God. Yeah. And then when you said you sent the text saying, have you seen the Arsenal game? The keeper. Uh, the keeper air kicked it. I was thinking, oh, who have you got in goal? It was actually Leno. Yeah. Was like, it? it? Yeah. It, it was that, that was actually Leno who did that. So I was just thinking, like, what are we doing? Anyway, listen, I don't want to get into Arsenal because I'm I haven't got the stamina for it. Just going back to the Euros, yeah, I'm mm. I'm I'm really similar to you. Like I was I was really happy that we were in the final. Um 
And that's all I wanted. I wanted that final atmosphere. I was really conscious. I wanted to have a couple of people over to mine and like just really enjoy it. Now, I would have rather, and this sounds mad, but I think I would have rather just like get smashed 3 0 or something, or just lose 2 0 or just lose. Uh, but for us to just get there, score that early, get pegged back, and then lose on penalties, it was so like, I'd rather I'd rather not have a chance of winning it and just sit back and just watch the game instead of just getting this right is, to the end. Like it was horrible. But this is what I keep thinking about is everyone's everyone the next day, like so oh we should have won it, we should have put so and so on. Everyone's entitled to oh, like, everyone's their a fucking opinion. Player. Yeah. I mean, even I am, but <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, everyone is. Yeah. But what everyone's going oh, we should have won it. And then there's a count in the mid kicks in, and it's like, well, if we won it. That means we'd only ever been to two finals in our history and would have won both, which means we'd be the only nation in the world with a 100% win rate well, in we were. finals. That's we, just, were, we were until... I mean, we were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's probably like underperformance as opposed to overperformance. Like you can't hope to have that type of record. When you look at um, Euro 2012, Italy were in that. They got smashed 4-0 by Spain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they've been winning at all the time. They've got a winning record because they always put themselves there or thereabouts. Like, mm. And then eventually, you just string together a quarterfinal and a semifinal, and then it's a 50-50 toss in the final. Mm. That's all you've got. Not, not all you've got to do, but that's just what you've got to do. People are like, oh, we've got to go to the final. Like, Gareth Southgate navigated a very, even if the teams weren't, what people would call overly competitive, but still a tricky route to the final. Oh, was... You can only beat what's in front of you and you fucking did. Exactly. So... I love people that are going, oh, it's once in a lifetime. So, oh, that's just such doomsday. Yeah. It's a tournament every two years. If yeah. I live to 80, which I hope to do, I will watch another 30 tournaments. <laughs> and then if we don't win, I'll just be on my... The last thing I'll go, we're shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Actually, are yeah, 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 yeah. But you just got to live for the next one, haven't you? Exactly, man. Like, do you know what? It's just just finishing up on the actual tournament itself. Like England aside, it was I thought it was brilliant. Like there was that day, you know, the last day of the group of death, where like our opponent changed like six different times during the match. We were playing Hungary, then we were playing France, then we were playing Germany, and then we actually for us to beat Germany the way we did for us to beat Denmark like it was just incredible um Spain's performance was so well uh so did so well um you had obviously Denmark the horribleness that happened with Christian Eriksen and for them to kind of rally around the way they did um yeah just it was really really enjoyable man it was a, a really really enjoyable tournament and uh yeah loved watching England loved supporting England and uh yeah loved the way it unified the country for a bit Phil for yeah, a till, bit. A, till about eleven thirty on Sunday night. Till a, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Till it was till uh, I was going to say Monday morning, but you're right. Till literally Sunday evening, um, to us waking up to those a, lads would have turned their phones on and it would have been there already. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It just it it turned into um some scenes that obviously we have seen previously and obviously we don't like to see. Um, and yeah, I've got obviously a few bits and bobs that I've been thinking about that I wanted to say. Um, I feel like if I had like enough of a, if I was a somebody and I had enough of an Instagram following, 
I think I would actually benefit from like just putting my front facing camera on and just ranting down the camera and just getting all my thoughts out. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like they, they're, they're, they're a little bit of value, but obviously I don't like doing that because I'm just sort of talking to no one. So I'm glad you're here. Thanks for obviously linking up um, and obviously coming here to discuss what's quite a serious issue that um, affects me, bothers me and um, is quite close to me. Give me your thoughts. Like, uh, obviously, we've been talking about it bits and bobs throughout the group about um, the racist abuse that Sancho, um, Rashford, uh, Saka and even Sterling have actually been getting since the tournament. Um, yeah, mate, give me your, your thoughts on it and um, like how it's been feeling for you just seeing it all. First of all, I think the three lads are absolute heroes. Like to take from a bravery perspective, to take a penalty in the final of the Euros. And I think the oldest one out of them is Rashford, who is very early 20s. But he must be, what, 22, 23? Mm. Sancho's definitely younger than that, and Saka's 19. So they're legends in my book anyway, like for what they do on the field. Off the field, they're just probably, like from what you read, three of the best... Um, examples of what a young athlete should be but Marcus Rashford and you haven't even he's probably one of the only athletes in the world who is truly synonymous with his humanitarian efforts as well as his sporting efforts mm. I don't I could I'm like I'm happy to be corrected like I'd like more examples but you think of Marcus Rashford now you think of his like feed the children campaign and his sporting achievements uh like Saka does a lot in his local community Sancho's the same. Um, like Sterling is like an absolute legend as well. Like he's the boy from Brent. He dragged the team into the final two. And for them to just get racially abused like that is it's just disgusting. It's awful. It's not wanted. And those people don't deserve to support England, really. Mm-hmm. Is there- it's just have you heard of, of just taking it away from the race for one second the nation talking about how proud they were of the boys and stuff like that for us to lose a final and for for people to sit and talk about how proud they were um do you do you do you think it's kind of a negative to be celebrating because we we've come, basically come away from the tournament with nothing like we we don't have mm. the, you know we we we've, we've lost Essentially, we've come away with the same amount of trophies as the rest of the teams that went out in the group stages did. Um, uh, do you think it's still right to laud these players and, and, and praise these players the way we have, even though we lost the final and came away with nothing and came away with second place? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Because if all you want is to have success quantified by a piece of metal that's just going to go in a cupboard, then... That's for you. And like I said in the group chat, the people that expect success are never the people working towards it. It's always the bystanders who are like, oh, she should have done that. He should have done this. You know, this is what I would do. Those people. And by and large, they're never actually doing it. Mm. They're, they're not. They just want to have their opinion because their lives are so empty. But then we we'd we'd we'd, we'd rinse Tottenham for losing the Champions League final and, and rinse United for losing the Europa League final last year, wouldn't we? Yeah, and if you ask me, do I think I'm a success at sport? I'd go, no. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> but it isn't. I mean, but yeah, but those are, that's inter-club rivalry. 
isn't mm. it? They would do the same to us. And it doesn't, it's not the, like the awful, disgusting comments that those lads got for missing penalties. You know, I would never go online and, well, I never have. I don't think I've ever had like an online argument with anybody. Mm. I don't even really treat social media as a platform other it's than to reality. see what like it's not, it's not yeah it's not reality yeah it's not an extension of my existence or anything Same. like that Same. but you know I think what that team did was immeasurable really it will be it will be in every highlight reel until the day you and I die mm. what they've done like Sterling scoring against Germany that will be in every highlight reel the whole tournament will be until we win another one, whenever it is. And it'll probably be with these boys. Yeah. They'll go out and they'll write their own history. And, you know, you should always back your own nation, no matter what, and be happy with what they've done. And, I'm, and the difference between like what I feel with this team and previous teams is they set their own expectations and they were high. Mm. That's what I like about this team is like, they probably thought, well, I don't know, but maybe they thought something along the lines of like, let's get to the semi. It's a coin flip from there. We can only do what we can do. You know, they never backed down. They never were like, oh, shit, we've got Germany in the next round. What are we going to do? They were like, fuck yeah, we've got Germany in the next round. Let's get it. Mm. Like Jordan Pickford was yelling at himself something like, this isn't a big deal. No problem. I've got this to himself on the goal line before he saved Jorginho's penalty. Yeah, That's he was going, no mentality. problem. No problem. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. When you've got a goalkeeper that actually wants to be in the eyes of millions wanting to make that penalty, that's just when you've got a winner. Mm. Like, truly, that's when you have. And, like, even I, I'm, I was one of those people before the tournament, like, oh, he's going to be a bit of a liability. Dang. And and who cares? Because he's got that winning mentality, which means he can be as much of a fucking liability as he wants. Eventually, he'll win something massive. Because that's what winning mentalities get you. Because they get you wins. Mm. And this is the difference because someone will pile on to Pickford for something that he'll do something next season. Like every goalkeeper does. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I'll be honest, I'm not... still not 100% convinced. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he doesn't give a shit. Because eventually, do you know what will happen? Something, like he might be 40 years old playing at Man City. Their keeper will go down injured and he'll play the Champions League final. Stuff like that happens to winners. Yeah, hopefully, true. it happens to it. Like, hopefully, he wins the World Cup next year instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But that's where these winning mentalities get you. And that's what I see in those like three lads as well is no matter what happened, they wanted to go up and they wanted to take the shot. And, you know, they're not going to apologize for what they are, neither should they have to. Mm. It's the small minded people that want to hard abuse at them that are the problem. Do you feel? How do like, you think? I mean, I've, mate, I've, I've, I've got a lot of thoughts um, that I want to obviously get out, but I just want to um, ask: like, do, do you feel like the the people that go on it on on onto Rashford's um, latest Instagram post and leave a monkey emoji or tweet him the monkey emoji or you know put these video ups, you know, using the n words and the c words and all this kind of stuff? Do, do you feel like these people are actually racist? Do you, do you feel like these people are opportunists and they, 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 they've got a stick that they're able to beat someone with, so they're just beating with it? Like, do you feel like, you know, when Luke Shaw messes up, 
people call him a fat cunt because he's slightly, you know, he looks like a big person. So do you feel like these white guys that call Sterling a black bastard, to them, that's like calling someone a fat prick or an ugly four-eyed. Do you, or do you feel like the, the racism is actually deep-rooted in these people and that they actually are, you know, against these people's, the colour of their skin? Or do you just feel like it's an easy insult to hurl out? I think, first of all, they do it because they know that they will never experience the reaction. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, they're they're, they're basically, they're keyboard it. warriors. Yeah, yeah. they're disassociated. They would never say that to Marcus Rashford to his face or anything like that, or, or, or any three of them. Um, yeah, of course I do. There's no other way of putting it, really. You, you couldn't take any other conclusion from that, could you, surely? Like, those emojis are linked to racist insults held at generations of like, bane cultures, and it's awful. You know exactly what you're doing, don't you? And the purpose behind those is always to belittle to well to try to it hasn't happened with these three lads because they you know have that mentality and they're strong mm. it is to belittle to divide to remove self-worth and that's exactly why they're doing it because it reduces them at least in the eyes of the people hurling the insults these there is no other conclusion you can really take from it quite frankly you would have to say that I understand what you're saying in the sense that like, is it racist or are they just doing it because they think that's the best insult to hurl if there yeah. is a best insult in exactly that, yeah which is kind of a I think that's an oxymoron isn't it there is yeah, yeah, no, 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 best no, I get insult. what you're saying though. I can't yeah. really get what you're saying but I, I, as well as well. the yeah. fact that it's that visceral and it's that targeted then yeah of course they are You'd know I've never been called a white bastard. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I've never been called a white bastard. So yeah. for someone to mention, to prefix the word bastard with someone's race or ethnicity or, you know, extending that out to their gender or sexual orientation, that's targeted. Mm. And I think, once again, if anyone's listening, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's what, from what I've read, actually formulates a hate crime is the specificity of what it is you're saying. It's so you know? funny. You th- I would literally was having a conversation with, with someone at work today and I wanted to know what the legalities around this stuff is. I, so, so I did Google it and yeah, it, it qualifies as a hate crime and within hate crime it is online abuse. Uh, so it's physical yeah. harassment, bullying harassment, but online abuse that can form part of a hate crime. So the main, the main things that, points for me first of all was I've, I've i personally i'm 31 years old now and if i don't do this now i'm never going to do it but i've got a lot of, of of um i think i've got a lot of learning i need to do and a lot of growing that i need to do and the reason why i say that is because growing up in the area that i've grown up with and having to put up with certain things that i have i've had to put up with you know you've been present during certain times and and a lot of um, my mates have been present at certain times when things can get out of hand my first reaction to witnessing, hearing, or seeing any kind of racial abuse is one of war, bruv. War. Like, I have such a visceral reaction to it, and I know that's what they want, but I can't help it. I was always brought up 
by certain people in my family and certain people around me to be like, if you, if someone mentions the word brown, if someone mentions the word packy, if someone says something about your race, religion, culture, or ethnicity, you need to fight them. And it's one of war. So when I see online abuse and I see people tweeting shit or putting monkey emojis or whatever, I'm mentally on the warpath and I, it really fucks me off like badly you know what you've you've seen me in groups and stuff where I can't help it and I think that I need to probably stop that um and like I said it's taken me 31 years and and you know the constant barrage of, of racism we see in the media and stuff like that I think I probably need to stop that because it I just need to maybe be I need to maybe rise above it um, but I can't help it, bro. It fucks me off. I just want to fuck people up. Like, and I think that comes from maybe being out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's just, I need to not react like that. I need to, I need to maybe just not be like that. Everyone's got the right to feel and react any way they want. Because if someone does hold racial slurs at you, you have it, you should be angry. That is it. Like you should, that's the natural reaction to it. It's like anyone insulting me would make me upset. I mean, racism is worse than anything I've ever experienced. I'm just trying to create a contextual bridge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, you have every right to feel angry. The reason that physicality isn't always the best part is because people like you now, you stand, you stand to lose a lot. Mm. But first of all, like you said, you know, what we we're talking about earlier, racial slurs are there to reduce someone, to remove self-worth and basically like, what they're trying to do is reprioritize you socially. Mm. In, in, you know, that's, what it, that's the basis of it at every single level. And racism has been used to socially reprioritize people. It's been used as a tool of commercialization, you know, a reason to conquer. You, well, you know divide, what I mean? Like, conquer, to divide, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah. it's been used as a weapon worldwide since time immemorial. And... The difference now is like you and many other people of uh, like BAME ethnicity actually stand to lose quite a lot. Um, and by you becoming physical, like you get arrested. Because like, that's the first thing someone would do is you're reacting and they'll call the police. Because if, if you're cowardice enough to use a racial insult, you're normally cowardice enough to not want to have, get hurt. Mm. Like, it's, a, it's, cow it's a cowardly act through and through, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard for me to talk about it because I've never experienced. Yeah, and I think that's why racial I, abuse. I, yeah, I think that's why I actually don't mind talking to you about it, and I don't mind. Um, I'd like to hear your perspective on it as a as as as, as a white man because you always you always praise what you say with look I, I don't really i've never been the victim mm. of it but it, that doesn't mean that you you shouldn't be able to comment on it and you know your aren't, aren't valid. Something that I realized like the other day about the whole thing, because look, everyone's like been to a football match and like yelled at players and stuff like that and sworn and stuff out on the terraces. You know what I mean? Mm. Like even I wouldn't do that now. Like even I would think that is below me to insult someone that I would never say it to their face. And, and, and then, but people don't educate themselves from their own experiences but that isn't what people do. I, 
I'm constantly reviewing my own behavior. Mm. I think that's what people actually started to do across the nation, especially in light of the George Floyd attacks. Yeah. And as I was doing that, sorry, the point I was trying to get to, because I don't want to talk about myself, is what I realized about the times I've been there with, um, like not just you, but like it's been you and your brothers and your friends and you're all of Indian heritage, right? And then we go out and, but, and it is, it, can, it is fairly inevitable. That's the sad thing. Yeah. But someone yells a, a racial insult at one of you. Um, and whether or not there's a fight, whenever we seem to, like a couple of times when I've come back to yours or whatever, what actually dawns on me is like, it has ruined your night. Mm. But people, people don't, I mean, the people that are hurting the insults probably realise that, which yeah. is why they're doing it. But for me, I kind of, and this is a very uneducated view. It was kind of like, oh, Sander will get racially abused, that he'll get angry. But I know that he's strong enough to get over it. And I know that you are. Yeah. But in the interim, it has actually restricted you from doing something. Yeah, it has restricted you from being in, yeah, it's restricted you from being in a bar, the bar you wanted to be in, which to some people it's like, oh, all right, so I just move bars. Like you're on the high street, there's 50 of them. But that's not the point, is it? Why should you have to, fucking go to every single bar until you find the one where you're not racially abused in mm. that's the fucking that's awful yeah and like yeah you said it the other day the, the fact that i can put my jacket on and go to any pub in england by and large and sit down and be unharassed that is a very that's a that's a strong form of white privilege yeah and, yeah. and that's something that i myself realized talking to you monday tuesday after the game because it is maddening it it is a restriction of freedoms. And, yeah, that, and I think stuff yeah. like that, people don't realise. No, maybe they do. I've, 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 I've always said, like, I, I, would love, I would love as much as the next person to go out and watch England play, bruv. I, re- I really would. I would love yeah. to go to a pub. There's two things that stop me. To be honest with you, racism is my, my second reason, actually. The first reason is because I don't want to get covered in beer. I don't think it's funny. I don't find it enjoyable. I, I know people love these videos of Box Park and people buy pints and chuck them in the air. Cool, if that's what you're into, fine. Yeah. I, the clothes that I wear, I like my clothes. I don't enjoy smelling of fucking alcohol, the beer in the air thing. I know it's English culture and all that now. I don't know how this has got into the zeitgeist, but I'm not a fan of it. So if I get covered in beer in a pub, I will be fucked off and it will ruin my night. However, moving on to the the second part is like, yeah, bruv, I know for a fact that if I go to a pub, especially where we live in, in Kent, in Medway, and if England lose... Or if Sterling fucks Hank up, or if Rashford fucks Hank up, uh, I'm I'm one result or kick, uh, even the kick of a ball. I'm one kick of a ball away from scrapping with someone who has re- who has yelled a racial slur. Um, and if some, if if I'm the kind of person as well, and I think more white people do need to call this shit out. But I'm the kind of person. I've never been in a situation before where if someone is if a white person is watching the TV and there's a black person on the telly and they shout a racial slur, um, whether it be about them being Afro Caribbean or just black in general, I would then take that personally as an Asian man. Like that affects me personally. That's why black lives matter was a really big thing for me because I mentioned it on previous podcasts. The whole black lives matter thing wasn't about black lives mattering for me. What black lives matter meant for me was like, and obviously, yeah, I do want, I do believe black lives matter, but it wasn't, 
black just it wasn't about just black for me it was about ethnic minorities just being sick of just being racially abused so it, it is in the back of my mind it is one of those things where yeah like I don't want to be st- I, if I was going out to watch um England I would want to go out with uh, a good number of of boys a good number of boys, either a good number of you lot, a good number of of, of my brother and, and and all my Asian mates, only so I'd have enough backing that I wouldn't get in, like I wouldn't get jumped. Do you know what I mean? Shit like that, because that shit can happen, brother, and it does affect me, and it is in the back of my mind. Um, which yeah, it sucks. But listen, this is this this is England the other day. This is England at the end of the day. Um, a couple of things as well that I just wanted to. I, I, I'm trying to make sure that. Um, I play devil's advocate. You know, I like to do this, especially on the pod so that we can get like, um, so that we can get the perspective of a lot of different things. The first thing, there's two things, two, two points I wanted to make and, and get your thoughts on them. The first point is in regards to um, social media itself. Uh, and then the second point, just so, just in case I forget, so you can remind me is going to be about um, English and, and, and English heritage. So just in regards to social media, first of all, mm. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all these companies are American companies, right? Yeah. So the First Amendment in America is freedom mm. of speech, right? Yeah. Freedom so, of speech shall not be impinged in, 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 upon, something like that. Freedom of speech, freedom for that kind of stuff. So if I go onto Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and write, Sterling is a black bastard, I'm not actually impeaching any of their terms and violations but they say they're not allowed hate speech but every single american company is covered by the first amendment right so what what yeah but you yeah so yeah no so what is the so that my point is that what what are we covered by like surely if if it actually went to court they don't do this because it would be really bad for their public image but surely twitter facebook and instagram can just turn around and go we're american companies we're based in america we have the freedom of speech me saying that racism is wrong is my thought and a racist Mm. is actually allowed to say i think sterling is a a a so-and-so because yeah that's that's freedom of speech is that not the way it works i mean like i I don't yeah sorry basically i'm trying to formulate my answer to your question yeah because obviously you're not allowed hate speech so my understanding is that that when the algorithm picks up on what these users are doing they report them and then close down the accounts that's my understanding of it personally secondly you have to abide by the local laws of freedom of speech as well which actually is still in, which is a human right enshrined in the uk law too um but it's there's so many parallels which i don't agree with like donald trump isn't allowed on twitter instagram or facebook yeah but you know there's people over here that have like um, like fascist views and stuff like that and they're allowed to create Facebook groups they're allowed to start marches and stuff and that type of thing so I don't understand where the line draws sometimes what happens at least in my mind is people throw up broad terms like freedom of speech and act and make it all encompassing so that what they're doing can't be infringed upon do you know what I mean it's like yeah. oh freedom of speech the first thing anybody goes to on social media freedom of speech but that's qualified by the fact that a hate crime can be vocal so you have to report people that do hate crimes and stuff like that um and they have to create balances and checks where these people aren't 
allowed to do that. What it, what their reply to it is, why they'll never make it an ID-based service or anything like that. First of all, it's probably got a lot to do with revenues. Yeah. Because the, the, the whole point of it is that you give up a certain amount of your data, namely your age, address, interest, likes, etc. Not even a certain amount, quite a lot of your own data. Everything you like is data. Your name is data. The color of your eyes is data. And you put, and we give up a lot of it to Instagram. What mm. we scroll on is like what they love. Mm. And their response to not qualifying freedom of speech is that if you ask someone to present their ID so they can be qualified to have a platform, social media, then that is actually an infringement of their freedom of speech. Right. Because they're not because they have to provide ID to be allowed a platform to air their views, which people do use social media legitimately for for good social causes. So their argument would be that you are infringing people's rights to promote good causes from freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Layman's terms, they're saying more good than bad, aren't they? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's a fairly good term, um, and. And that's what a lot of people say. Like the idea of like asking for ID, they like you said, devil's advocate. I read a post the other day that says there's some things you don't need a devil's advocate for, and racism is one of them. Right, right, yeah. You know, uh, basic core characteristics is one of them. Like your race, your gender, your Sexual your sexuality. Orientation. You yeah. don't need to have a devil's advocate. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if we were, you know, like we we talk about race because you and I are men. And, you know, you're Indian and I'm white. Now, if we had, like, a white woman on here who was a lesbian, I'd, she, and, she, and then she went to me, that's my experience, I'd never go, but let me play devil's advocate with you. Right, right. Because it doesn't need that, does right. it? It really yeah. doesn't need that. Like, who am I to tell this woman how to live her life at all in any way, sense, or form? Um, but, but to play devil's advocate, yeah, <laughs> like the 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 main point I wanted to make, and this is like, this is a point where just to just to show how open minded I actually really am, bruv. Like this is just to show how much of a left wing liberal softy I really am. Is to make this point. No one's going to thank me for making this point. I don't even need to make this point. And like you said, there's no reason to play devil's advocate with race, right? I get that. But I just feel like I want to cover all bases here and just kind of hear it from a white man. Is that, look, if you, Phil Heard, moved your family up, you and Rachel, you moved to... I know exactly what you're going to say. Let's say you moved to Africa, okay? Yeah. Right. Let's say you move to Africa and you're living in Nigeria or let's say you move. I'm Indian, so I can let me let's let's use India. Right. So you move to India. OK. Yeah. You're at you're, you're going to you're going to you're going to raise your kids in, in in India. You and you're going to stick out like a sore thumb the way that I yeah. stack out in in certain communities here. OK. Now, I consider myself English because my parents mm. were born here. And I was born in this country and I was raised in this country. I support England. I'm English, but I'm really not actually English, bruv. Because if you moved to India and you had children in India and they were born in India, spoke Indian and were raised in India, are those kids Indian? I mean, I don't know. Exactly. 
So it's a difficult conversation to be held. Now, the argument that the BNP, EDL and certain people is going to make is just because you're, you came here and you were born here and you were raised here, that doesn't make you English. Just because, because at the end of the day... I mean, you, I never... First of all, I, is that actually what they say? I right. know that's a very ignorant. I know it's a very ignorant question, but I'm only saying that from a perspective that I don't read EDL pamphlets do or you, like that type you know of thing. David Lammy is. Uh, David Lammy is a he's a uh, politician, isn't he? He's yeah. the um, he's a shadow minister as well. He's got what's an LBC. He's got for? an LBC show as well. Yeah, what's he shadow minister for? Um, I think it's business. I can't fucking remember. Might be, might be business. To be fair, I found out who is a politician after I used to like I hear him on LBC. Actually, now someone mm. like people, I've heard him talk to people on the phone. Like I've heard people ring up on his rate. I should I shouldn't say people. Let me not exaggerate. That's what the media do. I've heard him mm. conversing with one old lady <laughs> on the phone yeah. who was making the point to him that you're not English, David. You're not English. Like I know you were born here and you were brought up here, but you're not English and you never will be English. You are a black man. And your heritage is, is that you're African. And the point that she was making was, if I moved to India and I brought up my kids, if they spoke Indian, they were Indian, they had an Indian passport and they were raised, taught, and, you know, they was affluent in, in speaking Hindi as, 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 as an Indian man. The colour of their skin is white and they stick out like a sore thumb. Then they're, they're not Indian. So... It's a very, for me, and I know we're not playing devil's advocate with race and um, my, I will clarify just for everybody listening who's like, you know, I will clarify my actual thoughts at the end of what we're discussing. But from the point of view of a bigot, it, it's like, look, you're not, you're, you're not actually, you're not actually, you're not English. You're, 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 we are a white country. There's 65 million people in this country. Like when a lap, even when a Latvian or Lithuanian or Polish person moves to this country and then has kids and they're brought up, they're, they're still they still look at their heritage as being Polish. Like they're not considered English either. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean I understand the premise, but I think it's completely fucking wrong. <laughs> right. Okay. So this is just moving- it's annoying when people. I'm not saying it's your fault. It's annoying. Like it isn't you, but people. I've had that speech legitimately from someone. And then someone goes, do you understand? And I go, yeah, like, I get you, but it's fucking stupid. Right. That's what you have. That's what I have to say to these people. Like, I get it from, this is what I was trying to say when, remember we had Eggy back on the pod back in the day. We were talking about, we were talking about race then. And he was talking about how if he goes into, when he's conducting his business, if he goes in and the shop owner is white or anything like that, he doesn't care what the deal is. He just wants his deal. Fuck what the shop owner thinks, stuff like that. Now, I should be better at standing up and pushing back against some of the stuff that people say to me because I get it. Like, you know, the, the number one experience I get is someone white talking about like the neighborhood or the area or the country and being like, yeah, back in the 70s. And you're like, fuck's sake. And it's always the 70s as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So like back when I grew up, it mainly, yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, just say that like inflation was lower, <laughs> and then bosh, it wasn't like this, and then a fucking tirade, and I, I'll be honest with you, like um, I didn't push back, like, and people have to be honest with themselves what they do in that situation because that's the only way it's going to make you. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to stay here and say I'm a warrior when it comes to that. I need to be better, basically, and people need to be honest with themselves about that too. Um, 
my missus is actually really good at it. <laughs> yeah, like, women are really good yeah. at it. Bro. So some fuck, women, yeah, women don't fuck yeah. around. Because women are fighting as well. That's what people um, need to understand. Like women are fighting on all levels too. Yeah. Um, but so they're good at it. But but yeah, it's always that. And they it's know like, they're not going to get punched. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit different for them sometimes. But yeah, go on. So it's always like bosh and then they hit me with the racial facts they're all wrong anyway what here's how if you wanted to actually converse with this person you could hit them with facts and i wouldn't recommend it i'd recommend just walking away is england a nation yeah it is a nation is a country or piece of land that is filled with people who recognize one another on a cultural and historical basis and have the self-determination to continue on as a nation so race isn't even a factor if you feel english great you are english if you don't great as well right you have every right to identify with how with however the however which way you want you could cut you could say i'm half english half indian that's great too but for someone to try and rob you of your experience, and this is what people are actually delving into now on every level of bias and discrimination, is that is where, this is where, in, in my opinion, what someone like yourself is going through racially, is this is where it has evolved, is it is no longer, a, I mean, it is, it's no longer just hurling racial slurs at you. It's removing your experience of being a British man. That's what it is. They're, they're not just robbing you of um, like your peace of mind, your peace of time, your self-worth, anything like that. They're trying to tell you, you do not belong here. Your experience was wrong. How could you identify being British? Like That's what it is now, experiences. That's what's evolved. Um, and that's why like what Marcus Rashford said to me was like very personal. It was like, I'm Marcus Rashford. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Manchester. They can never take that away from me. Mm. And they can't because that's your whole, that's your life because they know now that just yelling racial slurs at him, he's too strong for that. He's too strong for all of it, frankly. So now they're trying to get worse with it. They're trying to say, oh, you don't belong here. You're not English, everything. And he's saying, you're not going to take that away from me because that's his experience. That's his life. Mm. So, right. But don't converse with these people. Just tell them to shut up so, and then just report them. Yeah. Because like, even that, you can't have that being said to you. In, in, but in, like, what same thing? Yeah. People don't say this to your face. No, 100%. No, no, no. Exactly. Way. No way. No way. Like, I've, do you know what? I've never actually had it. Um, I don't think from, I might have, but from memory, I don't think I've ever actually had it online. I don't think I've ever actually had any um racial incidences online which is actually it's easier to for, for people to have it online um but yeah I, i've never it, and i think these kind of people are never ever like you said they're too they're too scared to say it in people did you see the portsmouth um academy shit that happened with the, the, yeah. the portsmouth players and stuff like that and but, you know what and that's the type of that's the type of um conversation that people don't see and that I think, at least me personally, up until you and I started discussing it, that white people, these are the conversations they don't report or they don't even share with friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is the type of stuff that people feel like is safe to say. Yeah. In, in a private conversation. Yeah. That's the... What am I trying to say? 
it's gonna take white people calling yeah. each other out for this shit yeah. to, to stop. Yeah. It's gonna take like in in a group chat of six white guys, it, and one of them sends a fucking meme about George Floyd, or one of them sends a fucking M word, or one of them sends I can't believe that monkey just missed or something fucked up like yeah. that. You need someone who is close to you. But the thing is, these people hang around together, so it rarely happens. But it's yeah, gonna exactly. Take, it's gonna take some like a white person to be like easy mate fucking hell that's a bit much like do you know what i mean yeah. that, that's what it's gonna take and white people don't do that enough because of what you just spoke about the reason why and i'm not hammering you for not doing it, it you it's not your right it's not your duty but i'm just saying it's like it's gonna take a situation where if you were in the if you got you phil h got into a back of a taxi and the taxi driver starts going oh it's all changed around here look how many caribbean shops there are not just yeah. you, but it's going to take a white person in the back of that car to be like, hang on a minute, mate. Don't do, do you know this, this and this? Do you know that these people come over here and are trying to help the economy out? And do you know that this, this and this, the Windrush generation? And my, my point, that that's what it's going to take. And um, just to kind of, you know, no, not finish it up, because obviously, you know, we can talk for as long as we want on it. But my, my overall thoughts on it, and I just wanted to wrap it all up by, you know, essentially saying that, you know, making these comments about, not being English and all that kind of stuff. It's points that people will try and make. That argument falls down pretty quickly. And I'll tell you why. Because at school, in English, I fucking fucked everybody up. I, 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 was, I didn't even try it in English. And I was always got the best grades in English. So it's like, you can't have the great British empire and talk about the, the great British empire and their fucking history of colonialism and conquering the world with the British empire, you know, being second only to the Romans and the Mongols for the size of the British empire. Some of these fuckers are going to follow you back. And we did. So don't, you, you, you can't have a great proud British nation. You can't look down on other nations in the third world from a developed country's point of view, you can't you can't look at Saudi Arabia and go fucking hell. They're not letting women drive. Fucking hell. You can get you can still get stoned. Fucking hell. You can still get your hand cut off for stealing. That is fucking primitive. While calling someone, uh, a you can't do another, that. You can't have I'll it. Bet, you can't. I bet another one you get, and this is just me guessing, is like you might complain about racism, and someone will go, "Oh, well, have you seen what's happening in India?" And you just think. <laughs> Fucks, I gotta do with me. I live in Chatham. Yeah, like, I've been to India three twice, three times. Yeah. Like, mate, like it's awful. But that isn't. That's not. A, it's not a suitable response to this conversation. No. Like, what? What? What do you have to be? How? How relatable do you have to be to anyone before something becomes an injustice? Mm. Which is actually a really good question. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It is crazy. Do you know what? And one one thing I'll say as well is. There's 7 billion people on the planet. We spoke about this before. 1 billion of those people are on the internet. And it, it's a very, very tiny, small minority of people that are doing this fucking shit. And some people are even doing it from multiple accounts. So it's, you know, it's, it's really, really not a big minority. It's not a big majority of people. If Marcus... So when Rush you... Go on. When you look at whomever it was that defaced Marcus Rashford's mural, exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Um, I hope. Well, no, you say it then. Well, no, I was just going to say when you when you see um, 
when you see his mural defaced, it's annoying and that's a minority. And then when you see the pictures of everybody there taking a knee with their Black Lives Matter, that's England, bruv. That is fucking... That's yeah, that's what, that's what I want to choose to believe is the real reflection of society. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully one day we'll get there. Yeah. I wish we were there now. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. It's going to take time to, to change. Um, social media needs to be a little bit better. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole, on, on, and I know you said about how like it's, uh, it's going to stop them. It's, they, they say more good than bad. I know, but w- w- are you pro um, ID verification for social media? Would you prefer it that people had to verify their ID and stuff like that? So they can't hide behind a, an egg picture of an egg. Yeah. Some, somehow I think more has got to be done, even if it isn't an ID. Like Phil P, think about everything I do provide an ID for. You know, like if I want to buy anything off of Instagram, I have to give them my debit card. Same for Facebook. Amazon's got my ID. Every everyone but Instagram has my ID, mm. really. Mm. So even if it isn't an ID, can't they do something with? I mean, I might. I'm not really a tech expert, but you know. Uh, router numbers or something like that what's it bruv, called they, they can do it bruv you, you have to understand uh, how fucking EPN. easy you, you have to understand how easy it is when you log into fucking, Instagram you're this a, thing can find me within five fucking meters and that fucker's in space exactly like you when you register for Instagram you have to register your mobile phone Okay, now mobile phone, the only like you, the majority of people have a contract, so you could link it that way. Now, some people could go out and fucking be like, oh, I don't, I want to be off the grid, get a fucking pay as you go, so they can go on and tweet pictures of monkeys to people. So then they can do it that way. So then it's just a case of not even, they wouldn't even have to do your VPN. Let's fucking just have to register your debit card because the bank does the working in a bank, the bank does the ID work for you. You can't open a bank account without doing ID verification. Trust me, people come to the UK and they really want a bank account. Listen, mate, if you ain't got a proof of address and a proof of ID, two-step verification process, you ain't getting a bank account. So why do you not just have to register your debit card? So- And this is- I don't get it. I don't understand. Because the first thing people are going to say, and this is real devil's advocate, Mm. um, is- Oh, what's the statistic? All right, this is pure paraphrasing. It is like something, you are four times less likely to have a formal form of ID if you're BAME. I think something like 75% of people who identify as white have a driver's license or a passport. It's, it's like between 30 and 40% for BAME. So what they're going to say is, oh, well, you're just restricting access to people who are BAME which is an infringement of their human rights because they might want to use it as a platform for freedom of speech. They're just going to tie you up like mm. in legalese, basically. I, I think that you should have to provide some form of ID. You don't see this type of disgusting vitriol stuff in the comments of Amazon when someone's reading like, um, what's the book I've got? I don't know, like why well, I'm no longer talking to white people about race. I don't see the people pile into those comments, at least I don't. And, and leave racist comments because you leave too much ID on your account mm. for someone to want to do that. Yeah. But no, I agree. I just mean, I don't know if Saka, Sancho, Rashford or Sterling are listening, but 
fucking boys are legends. <laughs> yeah, they are. Fucking... Shout out Saka Sancho starting in Rashford. <laughs> shout out all the fucking boys, man. Shout, yeah, shout, all the shout boys, out man. All the boys. Honestly, shout out all of them. Calvin Phillips, yeah, just, fucking tournament just, he had, like, unbelievable. Let's just fucking read out all 26 names right now, boy. <laughs> Do you know what? Someone I was listening to. Oh, uh, but we need to learn how to edit because we could have just like scr- scrolled down end credit style. We? What? <laughs> play. Special thanks to Harry Kane, Calvin Phillips, yeah. Harry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Phil P's for. We don't need to learn how to yeah. edit. We've got Phil. Just tag them all. <laughs> uh, Phil, any 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 closing thoughts, bruv? Just look, no matter what you are, uh, like who you are, where you come from, where you're going, you can just fucking do it. Like yeah. start where you are, what you have. You are a powerful person and you'll make mistakes. Everybody has, you'll say, but just learn from everything. Everything is an experience and experiences by their very nature continue. So keep, keep fucking going. Just keep fucking doing it, man. I'm, I'm going to try and get a little bit better with my visceral reaction to this kind of stuff. I'm going to try and be a bigger person to try and overcome it. Um, I was thinking to come on, on here today. Um, I was literally um, sitting down for a shit uh, before I come on this podcast, just contemplating life, which is a good place to do it on the toilet. And I, w- I was really anti-football this morning. And I said, I, 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 in my head, I was like, I'm going to come on this podcast. And I'm going to say to Phil, I'm not even going to watch Arsenal. I'm not even going to watch the World Cup because because I'm sick of football. But then I'm I buying like, a soccer no. jersey. But and then, I, but then I am. I, I'm not. I'm not going to let a really small minority of people ruin something that I've loved since I was a, a a young fat teenager who couldn't kick a ball and has have always been amazed by football. And I love football and I love England. And Stevie had the missus had no idea my my actual love for for the England team and didn't know that I would celebrate the way I did when England scored and England won games. It was a complete shock to her. The way, you're not going to take my England away from me. I am English. I'm also Indian. I will identify however the fuck I want, as you said. Um, and any of these people want to actually be racist, you can tweet me. You can Instagram. Come to my yard. You can call me a packy to my face. Um, and we'll see how that goes for you. Um, Phil, thank you very much. For, Thanks, uh, Good uh, to see you. Ending me your ears and eyes this week for us, uh, allowing us to rant to each other. Um, and fingers crossed, we'll be back with a bit more regularity just to let everybody know who listens to this. I always get messages about the pod and stuff like that. Obviously, COVID's been a bit of a cunt recently. That's one excuse that, you know, you should be aware of. Uh, we've had some issues with studio time recently as well. All this kind of stuff is just coming to an end now. Um, Phil Hurd um, should be within close proximity to us soon. Um, so just everybody watch this space and uh, the two peas in the pod will be back in your ears properly in the studio, not just on Zoom. Uh, so please bear with us. And uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Goodbye.